Conversations with H. I have my bro here, mobile award-winning artist. Jeez. Mr. Yeah. Multiple EPs, multiple mixtapes, <laughs> multiple, multiple just, albums. Just, just put, just put yeah. them all out. Like, yeah, you've got more than one. You know that. You know that. The brand new one called Cry Like a Man. Cry like a man. Mr. Suave with the shirts, hats on the regular. <laughs> An amazing lyricist, my guy. I got your full name here. Yeah, go, do you know, try it. Let me see. Go for it. Oliver Toby, Oliver Toby. Oh, yeah, Fess. Yeah. AK For those who don't know who you are, Tadam, who is Toby? Yeah. And then who's Triple O? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they one in the same? Do you know, it's funny because, um, it's funny, I was having this conversation with someone um, recently and I don't, I don't want, I, I think it's really, it's a, it's a shame yeah. when, especially as gospel artists with um, monikers and, and names and whatnot, where you start to differentiate between the two and it's almost like two different personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me personally, because of like some of the things I've wrestled with, it almost was like Toby's over here and Triple O's over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to learn to get to the space where I'm like, you're one in the same. Mm. And, and that came from like a lack of self-worth or just kind of, caring so much about what other people thought. Yeah. So now, Toby and Triple O is the same thing. It's like, it's just, it's just me in it. And I've, I've come, I'm now in a stage in my life where I'm just like, look, it is what it is. Mm. I am who I am. Like, number one, my identity is in Christ, but like my, my, my circumstances and everything I've been through shapes who I am as a man. Mm. Um, but who am I who's Toby? I'm just, I, do you know what? I'm a really chilled guy. I think I'm a chilled guy. I love, <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm too chill. Um, I love, I love um, music. I love everything around music. Um, and I like to have good dialogue and good conversations. I, I love it kind of thing. Like having Bible studies is, and just being able to have um, conversations with individuals about various topics, mm. whether it be on Twitter, whether it just, I just like to have dialogue. So when you hollered at me for this, I was like, yo, this is going to be cool because we just get to have like good dialogue. And I think that's one of the things um, I'm very much about. Um, if people want to say, okay, who's Triple O? Like, not that they should be different, but mm. it's just the artist, the musician, the, the wordsmith, mm. the poet, mm. um, who I do try within myself to, to articulate thoughts, feelings, emotions, um, ideas, concepts, and stories through the medium of music. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm about. That's what I love to do. So, yeah, that's, 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 that's literally where we're coming from. So, when did you become a Christian and, and why? Um, all right, cool. I, it's funny because I told this story to a few people recently. Mm. So, I've always been brought up in a Christian home. Um, my mum and dad, devout Christians. Um, Bible-believing Christians, so I, was, I always had that around me, but I never really took the faith seriously until about, maybe I was like 18, 19, and it was through music that really pushed me to take the faith seriously. So I, I, um, I grew up in East London, mm -hmm. and um, I went to a, a secondary school that was notorious for like loads of grime MCs. Mm. So like, um, I was classmates with Tinchy Strider. He was in the same year as me. Oh, wow. A couple of years above me was DWE. Um, 
Gracious K was the year below me. So like, I'm seeing all of this stuff, like, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Be, I, when I remember in year seven, sometimes, like, I'll see Kano just come to, to skate, and I'm just like, oh, yo, this is, this. everyone's like, oh, that's Kano, yeah, yeah they're going to the, this is when they do, still doing Deja, this is yeah, when Nasty yeah, Crew was still yeah, Nasty yeah, Crew, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, trying yeah. to say? So I'm, I'm seeing all of this, and I'm like, yo, I wanna, I wanna do that. I wanna do what, like, these men are doing. Um, and, but I didn't live that lifestyle. But I thought, let me just write like that. Let me just write like them and just write and talk about what they're talking about. Mm. So um, it, was, it was an incident where I'd, I was writing that way, but I wasn't really jumping in the sets at school. So I would take my lyrics and I was going to church. Mm. So there was one particular time where there was a cypher after church and all my friends in church were like spitting Christian bars. Mm. So like um, they're all spitting, everyone's rapping, it's rapping, it's my turn. And I'm like, right, cool. So I'm coming with like the non-Christian content and then they're like, wait, 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 pause. Like, Toby, like, your mum's over there. Like, we know you're not about that life. <laughs> and I was, I, at that point, I was just humbled. I was like, yeah, this is actually mad. Like, I'm not, I'm genuinely not really about that life. Mm. So I thought, okay, cool, let me switch up my content. So it's funny because I started writing Christian content before I became a devout Christian. Oh, wow. So okay. I just started, okay, let me just write about what I know kind of thing. So, and I remember it was my, it was my um, 21st birthday mm. and an auntie in church. She was like, she knew that I was rapping. So she was like, okay, um, I'm gonna get you, a, um, I've got you a present. And she said, okay. I said, oh, thank you. And she, I asked her, what is it? And she said, oh, it's a Christian rap CD. I was like, Christian rap? Like, so in my mind, it's weird because I'm making this music, but I didn't think that um, this music was being made. Mm. So it was on Cross Movement's album, Higher Definition. Um, and I remember like listening, listening to the album. I remember the, the opening bar was like, um, uh, uh, opening lyric on the, on the album was I'm a soldier, but I told you I, I rep chips like I rep Jehovah, something like that. I can't even mm. remember the word for word. But I remember just the opening lyric on track one on that album, High Definition. I was like, yo, this is, this is a vibe. Mm. Like I can do this kind of thing. And again, I still wasn't necessarily like a devout Christian, yeah, yeah. but it was like the seeds were being sown. I started listening to the music. I started listening to the music. I started to take the faith a, li a lot more seriously. Started taking, making Christian music. And even how I came into the game, um, with like El Dubsy and whatnot, kind of mm -hmm. just like as a, as a big bro slash mentor, mm -hmm. um, and how he pulled me in. And I'm just being around these things. And over a period of time, that like the faith started becoming more real to me. Mm -hmm. um, and it was not until somebody, I think it must have been about like 21, 22, someone sat me down and was like, Yo, do you know what the gospel is? You know what it means to be a Christian? And I was like, wow. mm, not really. Yeah. And then they took me and explained to me what the gospel was. And it was off the back of that conversation, I was like, oh, snap. Do you know, I really want to give my life to Christ. So I must have been about 21, 22. But at this time, I've been making Christian music for three years. Before, okay. So I was making Christian music for three years, but I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I was like born again yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. But it's in, then, then everything started to kind of fall into place. And it was just like, all right, cool. Do you know what, let's, let's do this thing properly. And it hasn't been an easy road. And I wouldn't even say like I've got it right the whole, the whole time. But yeah, that's, yeah, I think yeah. that's part of the journey, like this, mm. you know. Like, moving forward and, and, and having, having um, real life kick you in the, kick you in the stomach <laughs> and, and then kind of just having to get up and then keep going. So yeah. I think that, that's, that's how that all kind of came together. So how did Triple O become Triple O, the mobile award-winning artist? Um, again, Genesis, Genesis. Um, so a friend of mine, shout out to Timmy, AKA TK. Um, he, he went to, we were, went to school together and I told him I'm making Christian music. And he was like, yo, 
and he's a Christian yeah. at the time. He's like, yo, have you heard of this thing called FOL, Festival of Life? It's like, no, I don't know what that is. He said, you should go there, you should perform. A Festival of Life is like this big conference that they still hold to today mm. of redeemed churches. Um, it's um, one of the biggest gatherings of, of, of um, just Pentecostal churches in, 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 in London. It happened, at the time, it was happening twice a year. Yeah. And I remember it was like, yeah, just go. It's happening in the XL Exhibition Centre. There'll be loads of people there. I think it's like 20,000 plus, 20, plus people in attendance. Still going on now. And then um, he said, you should go there, you should perform. They've got like a youth section, which they did. Mm. So I was like, all right, cool. So I went down um, and I remember just turning up at FOL. Now you've got to remember, these kind of big events, they've got protocol. Yeah, 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 you can't yeah, just yeah. turn up and be like, yo, I'm a Christian MC, let me jump on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that. I thought that's how it was. <laughs> so I, I, got to, I got to FOL and I'm, and I'm there. I got there like two or three hours early and I was like, yo, I'm a Christian MC. I make music for Jesus. Can I perform? And they were like, oh, go speak to this person, go speak to that person, go speak. So that, they're like, some, these ushers are giving me the runaround. And I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, that's no, going to happen, it's going to happen. But it's not really going to happen. Mm. Like, so I remember, because like, I got there really early, I was watching the sound checks. Okay. And there was one guy that was doing a sound check. And he was, had energy jumping on stage. Um, just like, yeah, dancers. And go remember, this is, 2000, this is 2005. This is 2005. So like... Um, and then I'm like, who is this dude? So he comes off stage, comes off soundcheck, and I'm like, yo, bro, um, your soundcheck was sick. Like, who are you? What's your name? He said, oh, my name's El Dubsy. Mm. And then I was like, okay, cool. Um, I said, oh, yeah, I'm Triple O, I'm a rapper, like, I'm up and coming. Like, I, I, like, he's like, first thing he said to me, spit for me. Pressure. Literally, like, that was like, it was like, <laughs> hey, how you doing? Rap for me right now. I was like, all right, cool. So I start, I start rapping for him. He's like, all right, cool, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. Give me your number, let me take your number, exchange. I got, I got something for you. I'm like, we just met. You've already got something for me. Got some beats in the back. So I was like, all right, cool. So we linked up, like, I think about a week or two later. He took me to some studio, like, in, it was deep Quay Quay South, somewhere South London far. Grove Park. It was in Grove Park, South okay. London. And um, he was like, yo, I'm, I'm, putting this, I'm, put, I'm putting this song together called Praise Project. I was like, yeah, it's going to have, like, VOV, um, one guy from, someone from Commission. It's going to have um, Faith Child. Mm. I, t I, to me, these names were just made up names. I'm like, I don't know who, I don't know anything you're saying to me, but like, I'm trying to really make something. So we do the tune, and I remember the tune was um, Praise Project. So yeah, yeah Simply yeah. Andy was on it, yeah, 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 Faith Child was on it, yeah. um, VOV, who else was on it? I can't remember if one of the commission guys were on it, but there were a few, there were a few, there were a few dons on, on the tune. Yeah. And we recorded the tune, put it out, and it was like circulating, circulating around. And then um, it was the first time I ever heard myself on mainstream radio because at the time there was a DJ called DJ Fitz mm. who had a gospel show on One Extra. Yeah. So that was every Sunday morning. So he played the tune. He was good relationships with Dubs. He played the tune. I'm like, yo, I'm on One Extra. I'm gassed. I'm like, yo, this is, this is actually happening now. So he's like, yo, listen, Triple, you're sick. I want to take you out. I want to introduce you to everyone. Me, I'm thinking, in my mind, I'm thinking, who's everyone? I, I thought I was the first Christian rapper in the UK. I thought, like, yo, like... New friend. I thought, I thought, I thought Matt was, was, the, was the guy. And then, um, he took, I remember it was April, April, April 2005. Yeah. He took me to a, to a, to a, a church event in, um, in Tottenham, North London. Mm. And um, I remember seeing the flyer. I've got the flyer to this day. Mm. On the flyer, VLV, Commission, New Creation, Faith Child, um, Dwayne Triumph, Zion Noise. I remember the fly just looked, just was my, I was like, who are, I'm like, in my mind, like, what is all of this? And who are all these people? Went in and he's introduced me to all these different artists and different, and I'm like, yo, there's a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a scene. I started, there was that. And then there was like, 
the um, the singers and the worship leaders, like your Four Corners, Sinai, yeah, yeah. Raymond and Cole, GK Real, and I'm like, yo, there's 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 there's, there's, a, there's a proper UK gospel scene. I was like, right, alright, cool. I I want to I want to I want to play. Mm. I want to I want to play in this in this in this game. Um, and then I put out my first promo CD, and I remember we, it was like seven tracks, and then um, I recorded it. Then the following FOL, I, I remember I went to went back and I made a hundred copies of this this, this free promo CD, mm. and one of the tracks actually had my number on it, and I'm just giving it out. I'm just giving out like you know them mixtape shutters in West End. I'm just giving it to anyone that walks past, and I remember it was just off the back of that, back off the back of Praise Project, and off the back of the relationships I'd built. Like I started getting invited to shows and whatnot, mm. and started doing shows, then started working on proper projects. The album dropped in 2011, um, that dropped in July, and that year I actually dropped two projects before the album. Yeah. I look back and I'm like, how did you do that? Drop three projects in one year. I'm working on a seven track EP now and I'm like, this is stress. <laughs> like these times we had, because I remember 2011 we dropped Overnight Garden, then I dropped 24 The yeah, Gratitude yeah, yeah. EP, and then I dropped Flatline the album. I'm like, you dropped three projects in the space of five months. Like, how did you do that? But I guess when you're hungry, and you got that, you know, and the quality may have been compromised a little bit on some of the stuff, but like, you know, we live and you learn. It was at a different time in life. It was a different time in life, yeah. I, was, I had less responsibilities. And then later on that year, that's when the whole mobile nomination came. Mm. And I felt like, whoa, like, this is like six years, six, six years worth of work. Now just coming, I didn't even expect it. Yeah, didn't yeah. even expect it. And coming in, coming into play. And it's been an amazing journey. And I, and I, anytime I kind of think back about the journey up until this point, yeah. I genuinely, I'm like, yo, this is amazing. This is dope, and I'm grateful to God. But I genuinely feel like I'm just getting started now. Okay. I genuinely feel like I'm just, I, I like I'm, as I'm working on music now, I feel like, yo, I'm a brand new artist. I feel like I'm, I've, this is this is all new. This is all new because I've seen a lot of artists come and go. I've seen yeah. a lot of groups come and go. I've seen, but it's like for me, I'm like, okay, cool. This is, this is an opportunity to really like make what you do known to people who don't know you mm. not purely because of oh i'm trying to be famous yeah but like i'm trying to present an alternative because i have to look at it like this like I, right now how old am i now i'm like 30 i'm 32 yeah. i'm 32 now me and j cole drake wretch we're all in the same age bracket mm. do you get what i'm trying to say and the, the mindset that people have for christian rap is it's for the kids yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, for, it's for the it's for the little children so for me, I'm like, all right, cool. My peers are listening to, to them, man. Yeah, yeah. But people are still seeing what we do or what I do is for the kids, for the 16 year olds, which is fine, it's cool. Those are the ones who come back to the shows. Those are the ones who, but at the same time, I'm like, yo, I want to make music for my peers. I want people who are like my age bracket and above mm. or just within, within, that, within that sphere, be like, yo, yeah, I listen to Triple. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So, so. you go from that, 2011. Mm. And in 2017, you release your next album. So that's six years. Mm, 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 mm. So what happens in those six years to get you to that point? And what was the, how different was the, um, how you put that album together the in 2017? Yeah. How different was the process? So, 20, so Flatline came out 2011, mm -hmm. but it was, that was like a reset because we actually finished the album in, at the end of 20, 2009. And it was okay. originally called The Heart of Redemption. Yeah. And I remember finishing it, I was like, I don't like it. I felt rushed, it felt kind of messy. It just, so we started all over again. So we rebuilt Flatline and we, we wrote, recorded, produced it in the space of like a year. Okay. And then it dropped. And I remember the week it dropped, I was like, I'm not happy with this project. I don't like it. 
really I remember, after you I remember the week. And everything like I that. remember the week it dropped, like two days after it dropped, I came on social media. I said, I'm not happy with this project. I fell into a really mad headspace. Yeah. And I, for about a week and a bit, or maybe two, I didn't promote the project at all. I, was, I didn't promote the project. But then I said to myself, do you know what? You have to be grateful because some people don't even have the opportunity to release music. Mm. So we just carried on and we did bits and pieces and you know, whatnot, whatnot. So I said to myself, after that, I said to myself, if I'm going to release music, I want it to be at a standard that I'm happy with, mm-hmm. that, uh, that reflects where I'm at, mm. and is to, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just like, proud of what I'm doing. So we dropped in 2015, 17, yeah, 2015, we dropped um, The Overnight Garden Volume 3, which I subtitled Telescopes and White Roses, yeah. which I said, I wanna, this is a free project, but I want to treat it like an album okay. to get myself ready. So in between Flatline and Zero Not Good to One, there was Telescopes and White Roses. Mm. And I wanted to kind of just like carry on the Overnight Garden story, but then at the same time, create a body of work that was like an album, but wasn't an album. So it's like, it's on Spotify now, mm. but it was a free project at the time. Mm. I was like, All right, cool. Right, you know how to make a body of work. Oh, you, you've gotten better at making a body of work. Let's now transition into album. So we started to, at the beginning of 2015, just as we were finishing off Telescopes on White Roses. Mm. I hope I'm getting my I hope I'm getting my dates right. <laughs> I really do hope I'm getting my dates right. <laughs> they're gonna check you, you know, they're gonna fact check yeah, you. Yeah, they're, they're gonna triple. They're gonna, and only <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, we started writing zero not equal to one. Yeah. And I said to myself, right, cool, we're gonna put together a body of work which like thematically talks about something that's really dear to your heart and that's mm. mental health and the whole the whole pre- the whole premise of the the album from down from the the album title mm. is is about an imbalance an imbalance in the heart an imbalance in the mind and i wanted to kind of address that on the album mm. and really kind of like unpack it and so telescopes from white roses i was proud of zero not equal to one i was like yo this is i'm i like this project mm. like i'm i'm very happy with this yeah. um so that's how we kind of like moved there. And that was like the, the timing and the spacing of all of that, mm. um, which is something I look back on, I'm like, yo, that was, that was fun. And I promised myself when I make music moving forward, I want to have fun with it. I want to enjoy the process of making it. I want to enjoy the process of mixing and mastering and promoting it. I want to enjoy the process of releasing it. I yeah. want to enjoy the, I just want to enjoy music yeah, yeah. because at this stage you're like, I've invested way too much of my life into something mm. to not enjoy it. It I makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. If I'm not going to enjoy it, what's the point? You know. So, so. you release that in 2017. Mm. You promote six months. Six months, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then December 2017, last post on Instagram that year, and then you don't post for probably. I think it's about a year and a half. Something like that. You don't post for a very long time. Very long time. Especially on Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. No, okay, I knew it. Go for it. Go for it. You post for not for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What happened in that space of time mm, mm. for you to go from, because you were promoting like, it was like once or twice a month, it felt like, from when you released the album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm. then December came and then you were gone. Yeah. So what happened in that space of time? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, so, so we dropped the album July 2017. Mm. Yeah, July 2017. And I remember like just in that period of time, there was just a lot of stuff I was going through yeah. within myself. Um, and then we come into summer and I'm like, oh, wow, God, you're blessing me with a beautiful baby girl. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Circumstances are not ideal yeah. or the conventional way, especially yeah. when we're looking at like the Christian standards. And I just remember thinking to myself, how am I going to 
I, I was very selfish. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And even as I, as I look back on that period of time, I'm like, yo, you, were he- you just did everything wrong mm. in terms of like your accountability, in terms of those involved in the situation directly, mm. with just those around you. You just, you just handled everything wrong. And I remember we dropped the album July 2017, June, July. I was, tour- I was touring during, during the summer. And then I, in August, I found out that I was, I'd been nominated for more War again. Mm. And I remember after I, after I found out I got nominated, I was like, I, I, I pray I don't win. Because if wow. I win, I've got to kind of stay in the forefront of people. And I've, I've just found out that, you know, life's responsibilities are, are upon me wow. in not a conventional way. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm genuinely, pray, my prayer is I do not want to win the mobile That's again. Crazy, and I remember my last ever shot. So they called me, mobile called me, said, yo, can you perform? at um, the, the, the ceremony, yeah. and I'm like, I'm, try- I'm, I'm about to take a break. I'm about to step back from music ministry. Um, and I'm just like, all right, you know what? I'll, I'll do it, mm. and I did it. So I performed at the, at the ceremony, and I remember being at the ceremony, I don't wanna win, I don't wanna win. And I remember Volley Morgan, the new E1, I was like, oh, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Wow. I remember, I remember, literally, that was my prayer, I don't wanna win. Um, and then I remember, as I was like, at the end of the night, they were like, really intrigued, one of the, Judges kind of thing came up to me. He's like, "Yo, you really should have won, especially based off like." What every- you've done, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "No, it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, you, this do my favor because that was my last ever show. That set at the at the mobiles was my last ever show. So that was that was uh, I think that was no October 2017. That was my last show for a year and for 18 months plus. After that, I was like, yeah, cool. I had I had I was scheduled to do Islington Academy." Mm that year to kind of celebrate the album. We had to lock off the show, had to lock it, had to lock off. And I was just like, yeah, listen, life's responsibilities are, are, are upon you. Wow. You need to just take, you just need to take a step back and just kind of reassess what is going on and what, you're, what, what, what steps and what direction you're going to take. Mm. But even in the midst of that, I was so scared. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like, yo, you haven't got it right. You haven't done things in the right way. Mm. You've, you've upset a lot of people. You've, you've kind of like, done things in a way which is, which is not, just this is not right, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, you, you, you and then you're still worried about, and this, this is what I was talking about earlier on, yeah. so you're so consumed in, in a selfish way about what other people are going to say. Mm. So at the time I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, this person follows me, oh, they're going to unfollow me. That, like, yo, big man, you've got bigger responsibilities coming and you're worried about who's going to follow you or unfollow you. This is true. But it's just, just, that's, you know what I'm saying? that's just where, that's just what, that's what was going through my head at the time. Wow. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Very selfishly so. Very, very selfishly so. And it was not until like the new year, I had to kind of just like, and after kind of things that I started having conversations with people who generally, because this is the thing, this is what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Human beings are fickle. Mm. Human beings, are, we are fickle individuals. So it's like we will care for two minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's on to the next thing. Yeah. It's, it literally is like that. Social media is fickle for half the time. Do you get what I'm trying to say? They will, they will care for a short period of time, yeah, yeah, yeah. make noise, see the indirect, da, 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 and then it's on to the next thing. But we are so consumed with ourselves, we then think, actually, you know, I'm the center of the world and everybody cares about what I'm going through. Mm. And really and truly, everybody has stuff going on. Everybody has something else going on, something else that they're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like me and my selfish mindset, I didn't really see that at the time. So, um, did you feel you let people down? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's genuinely how I felt at the time. I was like, alright, cool. There was because 
I did in a sense of like the, the lack of integrity that was shown and the accountability that wasn't um, demonstrated. Mm. Because here's this individual who's supposed to be speaking about truth and life yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and kind of professing how to do things in a way which is godly, mm. in a way which is honourable, in a way which is right. And you've kind of just like, just you're doing something else behind closed doors kind of thing. And I just kind of saw it as like, oh God, this is your way of like humbling me. And so I, I remember there was so much I learned in that period of time. And one of, the th one of the key things I learned was like, be humble or be humbled. Mm. And I was That's like, the truth. Uh, and I was like, All right, cool. <laughs> Did you feel like you had the support from like people around you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when those, who, those who genuinely cared and those who genuinely stayed, they were absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of the love and support and encouragement. That was, oh yeah, yeah. I, I would be, I'll be foolish to think, uh, to think and say otherwise. And then I remember, I remember having a conversation with, um, with Faith Child. Mm. And um, that, I, I genuinely love that dude, that's my brother. And he said to me, we went out to Basaba, and um, back in our calamari as we usually do. Yeah. And he said to me, yo, trips, when the time is right, the time is right, mm. you'll know when. As in like, we'll have these conversations with everyone. Yeah. And it's that, this was like six months prior to baby girl um, arriving and, and I was like, all right, cool. So she came. And um, I remember I was like, all right, cool. Like, after, after a week, I was like, all right, cool. I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to. So that I'm able to kind of just focus on the task at hand. Mm. Yeah, I need to. So I just kind of, I remember composing an Instagram message, and it took me about uh, a week to write. To do. Sending it to accountability, just mm. another. Da, da, da. And then um, I remember posting it. And I remember, like, even now, I still suffer anxiety. Anytime I post anything on social, on Instagram, I always yeah. switch off my notifications. Okay. God's still working on me. And then um, I remember, I remember um, posting it on Insta, switching off my notifications. I was like, all right, cool, whatever in it. Then my WhatsApp started popping off. I was like, ah, I forgot people can message me here. Mm. All right, cool. And then, um, yeah, I was just getting all that congratulations, praise God, hallelujah, da, 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 kind of thing. Super, super encouraging. So yeah, it was just off the back of that. And I was like, rah, cool. This is incredible. Like, just like the, 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 and I remember, oh yeah, so this is what happened. Mm. This is why I mentioned the Faith Child story. A week, no. It was, that, was the, that was the 25th. Two days later, Meek Mill, so why do I say Meek Mill? Pusha T yeah. dropped the story of Adidon. About Drake. About Drake. About the kid. And then I was like, yo. And in my mind, I was thinking, if you don't take responsibility and control your own narrative, mm. somebody else is going to come in yeah. and control and take, take, take the story from you and kind of just run with it however which way they want. Mm. And I was just like, yo, if I didn't like, take accountability for myself, I'd be worrying, oh, who's going to say what? Who's going to say this, da, 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 and telling stories on your behalf? Really, just like, no, this is, this is what it is. This is where I am. This is it. Bam, take it. Say what you want to say. Keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was literally just two, day, it was like two or three days later. Mm. That 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 this that happened and there was all this and I, I just remember sitting in my room thinking, oh, that's mad. <laughs> that's actually mad. So um yeah and I, to 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 then honestly say that it's been smooth sailing since it wouldn't be the case. And this is a thing because you start to address these types of things in your EP. Yeah. Cry like a man. Yeah. How yeah. do you get to a position of? putting all these emotions into your EP? Because there, there was a conversation online at one point where, I can't 
can't remember, I think his name is Wise Sammy, I think his name was. Mm -hmm. And he was talking to Coleman's and he was saying to Coleman's, listen, I want to be able to, when I listen to Christian rappers, I mm. want to hear their story. Yeah, 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 I want to yeah, hear yeah. what they're going through. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He said that and I thought, it's true, because sometimes mm. you want to mm. hear what they're going through. So you know, as I was saying to you earlier, yeah, 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 yeah. that you're not the only one. You want to hear, okay, where are you at now? Mm, mm. So how, how was that doing yeah, that and um, putting all your emotions like actually as you've always done, but putting it way around now at life. Yeah, into yeah, that yeah. By the way, shout out to, to Sammy and, and Cole Miz. I remember seeing some of the dialogue and the conversations they yeah, were having. Yeah. I thought I thought, was, I thought that was dope. Because they were speaking truth. That's just, like, yeah, yeah, I respect yeah. them for, for the truth they were speaking. Um, for me, I think I've always been, like, for me, music's always been therapy. So it's like, all right, cool. Um, how do I process my thoughts? How do I process my rationale? How do I process all of that stuff? I can yeah. only, I only, I can, since, that story where I told you where I was going to church spitting yeah, 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 yeah. nonsense bars. From then, I learned that I can only write about that which I know. Mm. That's the lesson I learned all those years ago, yeah. and now I'm applying it now still. And like, I can only write that which I know, and that which I know is that which I've lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. That's that's so for me. Like putting putting out this EP and and, and recording "Cry Like a Man" and writing "Cry Like a Man," it was like. This is, this is all I know. Like, I know my life and the things I've been through and the things I'm going through and the way that I'm feeling and, and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I wanted to kind of like have conversations about emotional vulnerability within men and how men don't ex uh, address these things within themselves or they handle things like this in the wrong way. So I was like, yeah, let's oh, just have this conversation. I'm, I'm gonna, I, wanna, I wanna have the conversation. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, the, I wanna have the dialogue. I wanna uh, unpack things because I'm not the first to experience the things and I'm not even just talking about my, that particular that situation. situation I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about like life in general I'm not the first to kind of experience the things I'm going through and yeah. I won't be the last and this is one thing that musicians and artists in general are so privileged to and I don't think we, they fully understand a hundred years from now my voice is still going to be here mm. do you know what I'm trying to say 200 years from now if they're supposing all this stuff is like technology is still there and da -da -da -da, the catalogs are still there and nothing's been taken down like my voice is still going to be heard. Yeah. There's going to be a 16-year-old in the year 2049 that's going to be coming across Triple O for the first time and be like, you know what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like he. Oh, is this what he went through? Yeah. Let me let me let me let me pat myself quickly so I don't fall into. Or oh, okay, cool. This is how to handle the situation. This, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, and for me, everything I do is focused on legacy, and that's what like I'm about, and that's what the music's about. And cry like a man. I wanted that to be part of the legacy that I'm creating. So what would you say is your Favourite track and why? On Cry Like A Man? Yeah. And why? It's going to be alright. Okay. It's going to be alright because it was the first song I wrote even before I knew I was going to write an EP. Okay. And I remember writing the chorus, shout out to Volley Morgan and New Yi, um, who are on the track. Actually, shout out to everyone that's on the track. Shiv, Sarah Table, Still Shady, um, who else is on the track? Oh, please forgive me if Shante. I'm going. There was Shante. Oh, she didn't. Shante. Love that girl. She did an incredible job, like vocal arranging. And Bonnie Mormon and New Yi, um, my, my, uh, my, my, my sister Dami, uh, married to my big bro. Like I got like loads of, on different days. Different days, loads of people just to come in and lay vocals and stuff like that because I was inspired by um, Kanye's All the All of the Lights, yeah. and I love the way that on that song. There's so many people on the song, but you just don't even know it's them, but they're still involved in the song. Um, so yeah, oh Emmanuel Smith as well. He's he's got some vocals on the track. There's just a lot of people that's just that's just there, but they didn't all come in on the same day. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, yeah. but everyone's just there. So um, it was, I remember writing that hook because I wanted to sing something to myself mm. when I was in my lowest point. Mm. 
reminder. Just a reminder. It's gonna be alright. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you will never let me go. Like it was me just seeing, just seeing it to myself, just seeing it to myself. Like it went those, those those times when things were just like really like when all I could see was black. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely would just start singing it to myself. And I remember when I sent it to Shantae, I was like, "Yo, Tay, like I'm working on this song. I need your help, like to kind of help me vocal arrange it." And for months, even before we actually got the beat, like I wrote it to a YouTube beat on 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 YouTube, yeah, to a beat on YouTube. I remember just writing to it, and then we just kind of remade it and whatnot, whatnot. And I remember, like, we would just be talking in conversations and we were just unpacking, like, life stuff. Yeah. And she'll, she'll sing a chorus to me, or I'll sing a chorus to her. And we would just encourage ourselves just, just through that, like, recitation of that hook. Or I'll be having a really, really rubbish day and I'll just like, it's gonna be alright. And I said to myself, I want this song to do for me. So I want this song to do for others what it did for me. Yeah, yeah. Where people have, like, a really kind of, they're going for a lot. And literally, they just sing themselves, sing to themselves, it's gonna be alright. Mm. I can see the light. So, yeah. So what changed your hardest track to write? Because when I listened to it, the amalgamation of a man. The, amal- the amalgamation of a broken fraction was definitely. Fraction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm mixing the, the two the, in. The, the, the amalgamation of a broken fraction was definitely like one of those ones where it's like, all right, cool, let's let's really just like pour out some stuff and just. It was like, do you know what it was? It's because on Zero Not Equal to One there was Polo. Yeah. And I got a lot of love and feedback from Polo because it was like, yo, Trips, you're really just... And I'm like, all right, cool. I promised myself, every project I do moving forward, mm. there will be a amalgamation of a broken fraction. There will be a Polo. There will be the... the on, on Flatline, there was, there was, there was a um, track called First Cut. Mm. Um, on um, uh, the Open Night Garden Volume 3, there was a Real, uh, Real, Realize. Mm. So it's like, on every project, there is, there's, just, there's definitely one song where it's like, yo, just... just, just, just Unpack, unpack, mm. just unpack, just, just unpack, just offload, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe, kind of thing. So amalgamation of broken fraction, definitely, was something that was like, oh yeah, we're, we're really doing this. What do you want people to get from this EP? From the EP, now that it's out, um, I want people to, to be able just to, just to have, be able to have honest dialogue with themselves, be willing to have honest dialogue with themselves, um, and not to internalise um, their, th- their thoughts and their feelings and the things that they may be wrestling with and be willing just to have like just be willing to be vulnerable emotionally vulnerable with mm-hmm. themselves and with the people around them because it's, it's healthy mm-hmm. it's unhealthy keeping it all packed in it's healthy unpacking it mm-hmm. kind of thing and, I, and, I, and I'm praying that this will spark dialogue amongst men I'm praying that um, people who hear it will be able to hear my heart and know that actually, do you know what? Cool. Like, yeah, we we can be you can be real with yourself, mm. but then at the same time you can be real with God. Because the whole premise of the EP, as much as it's like, even when you look at the EP cover, you see the clock and it's got eleven thirty-five. It's mm. set at eleven thirty-five, and the reason why it's set at eleven thirty-five is because John eleven thirty-five says Jesus wept, mm. and that's like the ultimate example of of a man. And to weep means to not just, it means to like an, an onslaught of tears. And I'm like, yo, if Jesus can be that emotionally free and emotionally vulnerable within himself, mm. both inwardly and outwardly, and he can express that, and he's the ultimate example of a man, then why, who am I trying to demonstrate toxic masculinity mm. and not be willing to unpack some of the things that I'm going through? Mm. Do, you know what I'm, do you know what I'm trying to say? So that was, that's like the kind of things I want to kind of, I want people to, learn and see and feel, I want people to feel it, 
from this project and from projects moving forward. Like that's just the kind of that's, that's just where I'm at. So for people who are like looking forward and listening to this EP, there's mm. going to be people that are looking forward to hearing about you talk about the EP. And there's people along their Christian journey that just look up to you in general. Mm. What's one piece of encouragement that you'd give to them? Um, It, it's 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 all in it's all in it's all in the sl in, in the slogan or whatever you want to call it. When I run around and telling everyone screaming, keep breathing, mm. like I mean it. Where there is life, there is hope. The moment you stop breathing, you die. So in essence, keep going, keep pushing forward. Allow the breath of God to kind of just remind you that I right, called. You know what? Um, if it's going to be okay in the end, mm. if it's not okay, then it's not the end. Yeah. So just keep going, just keep going, keep going. Like whatever you're experiencing, keep going, keep pushing through. That's, that's, that's what keep breathing means. Like don't stop, like push through. Um, and, and, I, and I believe that in your, in your one's faithfulness to kind of keep going, God will keep you. God will allow you to, to, to never be overwhelmed so much so that you start to doubt his presence and who he is and his hands because he genuinely loves us and the same way that a father will do anything for their child or a mother will do anything for their child is the same way if not if in, in a not even if the same way in an in an infinite measure he is towards us mm. so we have to kind of just be like cool god i'm not going to give up on you because you're, you haven't given up on me mm. so keep going keep breathing that's that's literally what like i would say so what's the rest to come for Triple O in 2020. Now the EP's out. The EP's out. So everyone's yes. gonna expect a Come tour. On. Come on. Everyone's gonna expect um, dates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, it's it's um, we've started working on the album. The albums, mm. the albums, like, and I'm and now I'm like I can say that, I can say that with confidence. Yeah, we started working on the album. Nice. Will the album drop in 2020? Um, we'll see how it goes. Sure. We'll see how it goes, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I, I want to see how people respond to to cry like a man. I really want people to kind of just experience this body of work and enjoy it. Um, and it's not all heavy, it's not all deep. There are some vibes in there, there's some, there's some, it's, you know, I've got to remind the kids that, um, that Triple can still, still vibe with the so best of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but it's, 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 it's about making like, quality music consistently. That's the problem with our scene. We haven't been consistent. A lot of artists are not consistent. Mm. Um, and there are a few that have been consistent and kudos to those who have been consistent. I haven't been consistent, mm. but I want to be consistent now, mm. kind of thing. And there are, there are individuals who I look up to, no matter, forget age, I forget about how long you've been in the game. There are people who I look up to mm. that I'm like, yo, you're consistent. Like, so I've got to shout out people like Called Out Music, um, Stevie Valentine, um, even um, uh, just, just so, many, so many others who've mm. just been consistent with the, with the work rate and with the music that they're putting out. And I'm just like, yo, like, I'll, I'll props to you. Mm. And like, now it's about, okay, cool. Once you hit, find your strides, Keep run on. with it. And especially with the, oh my gosh, the new generation. The young, I don't even call them youngers out of disrespect, but like, there are some new guys yeah. I'm looking at from a distance and I'm like, yo, when I stop doing music, I know it's in safe hands. You know, I'm looking at like your, your Oscars. I'm looking at your Dave Creates. I'm looking at your um, Still Shadies. And I'm like, yo, these, these, are, these are dons who are, yeah, do you get what I'm trying to say? And they're just like, I'm, I'm so excited just to kind of support these guys either from afar or from, a, from, 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 from near kind of thing. It's, it's exciting. Mm. It's exciting. So last thing, what encouragement would you give to yourself with where you are at in life now? Um, that's a really hard question. What encouragement would I give to myself, mm. like my past self? Not yourself. Now. Myself now. 
give encouragement to yourself now? Um, keep Christ at the center mm. of everything you do. Honestly speaking, like keeping Christ at the center of everything you do shapes your mindset, it conditions the way you see things, it conditions your worldview, you are able to see things differently, your perspective on life is, is, is very, very different because you're like, all right, cool, Christ, are you going to be glorified from what comes out of my mouth? Jesus, are you going to be honoured by the actions that I am about to take? Jesus, are you going to be pleased with my thoughts? Mm. Everything, like, I have to get to the space where it's like, let Christ be the centre of everything I do, even the music that I make. And making Christ-centred music doesn't necessarily mean you're mentioning Jesus everything and everything. For me, I'm like, yo, me and Wretch, me and Stormzy, me and Kano, we can, whoever, we can make the same kind of music, we can talk about the same things. I'm just going to be talking about it from a different perspective, from a biblical worldview, from a worldview that centres around Christ. And for me, as I'm talking to myself now and as I'm hearing myself speak and as I'm answering the question, I'm like, cool, moving forward, continue to put Christ at the centre of everything you do because then that kind of shapes and fashions every area of your life outside of the music. Because the music, I'm, how long am I going to be making music for? I don't know. I, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I may be making music for another two weeks, two months, two years. I don't know. I'm still going to be involved, you know, even with a lot of the work that I'm doing with, with um, um, Asha Elia, who, who I've been looking after for about a year and a bit now. But like, or, you know, podcasting with, with Dream Major Podcast. Yeah. If you haven't subscribed to Dream Major Podcast, go check Love that out. Love the plug. Quick plug. But um, I'm always going to be involved in music, mm. but it's like, in what capacity mm. kind of thing. And whatever the capacity may be, music's going to come and go. But Christ and, and everything that, that everything that we do is censored on, because everything we do is based upon Jesus and Christ and what he did. So you can't take Christ out of the gospel music, do gospel music and be like, oh, hold on a second, where's... Where's the gospel in the gospel music? Mm. Not, not necessarily saying you need to be explicit with saying, oh, Jesus died for your sins, but it's just that having a biblical, Christ-centered worldview on political issues, social issues, economic issues, financial issues, mental issues, whatever, health issues, mm. are we looking after our health? So that's just the advice I would definitely give to myself moving forward. Triple O. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, man, it's been good. It's been good. It's been Thank good. you very much. This has been Conversation with H. He's been triple over. Thank you guys.